If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Welcome to the Roma Press Podcast with John Solano and Andy Mattioli. Hello, everybody. We are back. It's the Roma Press Podcast. We hope that you are doing well. Of course, very quickly, have to recognize our newest patron over at Patreon, Philip Arena. Philip, thank you so, so much for your support. And of course, thank you to all of our other wonderful patrons who allow us to continue to do this every single week. And with the website, it truly does mean a lot. So thank you so, so much. Hopefully, everybody has calmed down. Obviously, everybody knows we do the podcast usually on Mondays, but simply because of scheduling conflicts, I couldn't yesterday, which is probably a good thing because, Andy, I was still very much still all up with, how how do the kids say, like all up in my feelings still? Yes. That was was pretty much how uh, I was feeling Mm -hmm. yesterday. Still, 24 hours later, because... I had to see all of the reaction from not only Italian, but also like English speaking media. And I think that it was actually, so Zaniolo was the one who took, as we all know, at the end of the match, he's the one who took a blow to the face. Well, I thought I took a blow to my head, to my eyes, because I got engaged, okay, in what seemed like dozens of back and forths, okay, yeah. with several Italian uh, several Italian media members because I couldn't believe that there's even a question as to whether or not the penalty awarded to Roma was valid or not. I, I, I seriously thought I had entered another dimension and I was in the twilight zone or something because... I have seen the replay of this action. I have to be up to triple digits now. It's at least 100. And there is zero way you can convince me otherwise that it wasn't a penalty. I was shocked at how many people were actually debating this. And again, I keep thinking that maybe I'm missing something. And here's the thing. When it involves your team, when you are talking to others, your opinion from their point of view is just automatically just dismissed because you support the team. Yeah. So obviously you, which is okay. <laughs> I can understand the point of view. I would like to think though, we take a general, generally it's a balanced approach here. Obviously we, we tend to look at things from a Roma perspective with uh, usual gelaroso uh, tint on the glasses a bit, but still, I, I mean, I've, it's been almost 48 hours and I still cannot be convinced otherwise. Were you surprised? Because I, I got in, I, I kept going back and forth with this one guy. And, and unless you, you're 
you're you're following like Italian social media. Uh, you're not going to really know who this, who the guy is, uh, Giovanni Capuano, who I, I, I still for the life of me mm-hmm. cannot fathom his tweet because it was written in in Italian, but the words that composed his phrases just didn't make sense. Did you see what he said about the the the, the action? How Zaniolo? Yeah. How it's debatable how well, yeah, like, uh, you're depending oh, on a corner, the, you're, yeah, you're like blow to the face happen. aside, like blow to the <laughs> face aside. You know, if we don't, if we discard the blow that he received in this case, <laughs> um, then that that call is very questionable. If if yeah. if we don't take into account the fact that he the has ju- a small fracture the in the chin that he takes, yeah. if we look, if you can get past that, then yes, we've got a debate on our hands. It's like what? What? Wait, wait. Besides that, just just yeah. dismiss the Bruce Lee kick to the jaw. Yeah, and I, I think that's uh, I think that's uh, the most um, disappointing fact is that we're always uh, talking about when uh, these refereeing displays are indeed very questionable. But then all of a sudden, it seems like they're you know we are also attacking. Uh, referees when they have really good games. I thought that Fabri was pretty much spot on, except for maybe the soft foul that was that led to the Spezia player's uh, red card. Right. But at the, at the, yeah. on the other hand, he missed a second yellow on Agudelo, so I'm it evens correct. out. But but he was one hundred percent correct. You know, most of the time he really had it spot on. Uh, Fabri really didn't. You know, it, it clearly took a step back and let players play. Um, I thought his, you know, even his yellow card to Zaniolo, who came a bit, you know, aggressive on him. That was that was fine. That was okay. Um, but yeah, it's 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 weird to see. Finally, there is. It seems like like you could actually watch this game. Like this game had a flow to it. The decisions didn't yeah. seem you may you know made out of spite. Um, Mancini deserves the yellow. Okay, he gets a yellow, you know, uh, and so he on. He gets a so yellow on. every match at this yeah. point. So who and, really, I mean, come on. <laughs> but and it works, and it, and that's fine. So I I really I don't like the fact that we're here talking about that kick to the face. Like it wasn't a kick to the face. Like it didn't deserve to be called um, and make it, you know, make it a big scene. And, and Tiago Mota all of a sudden coming to life and asking for an apology. Um, like why now? You know, you could have selected any other game. I understand the disappointment is a great one. Um, but, but, but there is just no, like, you know, you, like you have a, a several, actions where you watch them and you say oh you know what i can i can understand why the opponent why the opposing team feels so strongly about this decision but you watch that kick to the face to zaniolo there's just no debating that the foot hits zaniolo square in the face and it hits him uh right before uh the ball so it's not there is no question whether that he whether the majora goes for the ball or his face. It just it, he hits him square in the face. End of. That's a penalty. So and and you know um, that whole debate of you know oh it was uh, why did they extend the time? Well, it it, <laughs> it takes time to make a substitution. It takes time for a, a special player with cramps to walk off. Um, 
it takes time and 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 it happens and then the var and you got yourself a game that ends uh in a you know in a win for roma out of a penalty that is now being painted as questionable but it's it's 100% there for everybody to see yeah and capuano because i thought the entire premise of his tweet was absurd because I, I, again i don't know if you said for anybody who doesn't know who this guy is giovanni capuano i i mean i'm not going to say he's a prominent member but he's he, he's on he's on the radio he and, and his initial tweet was basically how many times does this happen because he was basically saying there all there is always on a pen or on a corner kick there is always a scrum. There's always some, uh, you know, some like a traffic jam. But he ends his tweet when commenting on this thing. He was he was basically saying, "Well, how many times does this happen on a corner kick?" And I I was going to give him the benefit of the doubt because it seemed like such a stupid question. Are you asking how many times people take a boot to the face? On a corner kick, like is is that mm-hmm. that's that's sort of defense of this, <laughs> and of course he was asking it <laughs> senza malizia. You know, you know, I'm not, I'm yeah, not yeah, asking yeah, this from a bad way. place. No. <laughs> this is, I'm not, I'm not doing this no. with any malintent. Yeah. Come on, it's an honest question. Yeah. But seriously, I, I I keep revisiting this action, and it and maybe it's we are harboring a bit of. A, a, a bit of spite because of how many wrong decisions <laughs> Roma yeah. have been on this season. So that's why at the end of the match, when everybody was trying to, I guess, take a more so pessimistic approach, oh, well, it took a penalty to win. Well, yeah, I don't yeah, give yeah. a shit because, yeah, you know, no, it also took really it. bad decisions at times to lose. Yeah. Or to also, drop you points. Know, I th- th- great. And also, I think that um, uh, this, you know, maybe again, we're ecstatic because of the result, because in the end, it's three points. But I don't think that it was a bad game for Roma. I, I thought that they did everything. I thought they did everything they could. You know, maybe they got some crosses wrong, but I thought the build up play, the way that everybody moved, the way the the action flowed nicely. The way Brian Cristante became Sir Brian Cristante yes. once again, and once more. It, when he hit that post on the volley, I was like, "I'm done with this game." Like I, I thought, "Okay, that's well, it." Man, if, yeah, it, because th- that was, you know, it was we were we were going at them, and and then Brian Cristante, you know, a player notorious for not being too fancy, but he had some really good long passes and that kick was beautiful and it hits the post square on the post then i was like nah that's this is it i know how it ends thankfully it didn't because this team really i mean they were they did everything they could sure Karsdorp may may have been rubbish most of the time going forward um maybe you know maybe we could have we could have stepped on the gas earlier on in the game but but still it was um you know, it was the kind of the kind of offensive output, the kind of offensive effort that you expect Roma to take when they go out and play a team like Spezia. So I'm not overly praising them. I'm just saying that uh, the results, the result really looks uh, kind of embarrassing because you, you think to yourself, "Wow, okay, at the 98th minute, a penalty. That's that's how you win against Spezia." But uh, for the way the team moved, for the way the team just 
seem to be constantly pushing forward. Um, it was a good game, and it was a, a, a good preparation for 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 Atalanta, where you will not be able to to play this same game. So it's uh, and it's good that they got the three points out of it because the worst thing is when you really play hard, like yesterday, like um, sorry, like like Sunday, when you really play hard. And you come out empty-handed, then you feel cheated. Basically, you feel like, oh wow, this this whole thing for nothing. This the the effort, the amount of uh, focus that we put in is you know is, is worth nothing. Um, thankfully, you know we, we you need those episodes. Sometimes I keep saying that it, sometimes the key to a season are the episodes, and and the teams that succeed are often the teams that are able to. To 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 make those episodes work and, and make them work to their advantage and uh, I thought Abraham was was brilliant in the fact that he had a, yes. a, a terrible game a terrible game where he squandered ch- like the header uh, the header what about that one where he was on the li- like remember how I well listen I say constantly on here I get more impressed by how they don't score goals he was literally like three yeah. centimeters. Yeah, from he was. It looked like he was actually physically over the line, and yeah. yet the ball didn't cross the line. And and then Pellegrini hits the post, and he and instead of going at it with one touch, he has to control the ball, and then he loses the momentum, and and uh, the the Spezia goalkeeper saves it. But but yeah, so you know, in a game where he squandered chance after chance, where he just felt really disconnected from the rest of the team. Uh, you know, to be able to just walk up there and 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 score, really to to give Roma a huge three points is um, is is the reason why you have him and why you believe in him and and why you want him at the center of your project because this is a kind of player that is really improving in front of our eyes and and um, and is I think becoming multifaceted. You know, the fact that he can have a shit game, but then. When when it matters, when there is that one that where is that moment where he he needs to make it count, he makes it count. Is um, is exactly what you want from from your star striker. So again, I, I I don't I don't look at this result and feel you know cheated in some way. The fact that oh you know I, I expected more. I think when you actually watch how the team moved on the pitch. It's um, it was a good effort. It was a good effort. Obviously, you know, you you want to win these games by more. You want to crush the opposition earlier on, um, and instead, it was it was a nerve wracking experience. But again, it's it's a Roma game. You're playing away from home. Jose Mourinho is sitting in the bus watching an illegal Bulgarian stream. Uh, of the game, giving <laughs> advi- giving advice to his assistant manager on the AirPods, you know, looking fly as hell. Um, that's uh, that, what what more can you ask, you know? And again, ahead of Atalanta, a game that will be completely different than the way you have to approach and the way you you just you you. W- the extent to which you can play offensively, the extent to which you're allowed to to build from the back. This was a perfect game where you could just get it all out there and and see what sticks and what doesn't and I, and and I think 
all across the board, it was was decent effort, and I think most of the players did well. Um, Rui Patricio, even in a game where he wasn't, you know, he wasn't uh, engaged as much as in other games, he was still there. He was still there. Yeah. Uh, made his presence felt. Pellegrini. Very good game, I think, despite being unlucky in, in on certain occasions, it was was a really good game. Zaniolo coming you know from the bench after after an injury, uh, I thought plenty of energy, good sign. So it's all there. Uh, again, it, it's those moments where you have these episodes. And for Roma, it's essential to be able to to turn their them in, in, to their advantage because that's that's what the teams that you're competing against are are doing. Um, they they take those episodes and and they make them count. And, and thankfully, Roma did the same on, on on Sunday night. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Yeah, for sure. Uh, now, as far as expecting more... I will just push back slightly on that because I'm sure many of you, like myself, I don't know if you did, Andy, but did you did you take a quick look at what that XG was for? Yeah, like, like, five. <laughs> like five, like <laughs> five. This uh, the website I usually use, Understat. They had it at four. It was over four. Others right. had it uh, in the like three point six or three point seven. I saw, which listen, if that. That really, though, if anything else, it, it really just speaks to what this Roma has been all season. Yeah, but but Roma Roma are second in in chances created, yes. uh, right right below Inter. And you look at Inter's campaign, and they're slowing down now because they have uh, pretty much the 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 Jacko effect problem of the team can't score, and everybody is just bumping into each other. But but you know for Roma, a team that right now is in the position to end up in the Conference League yet again or maximum in the Europa League, to be below the reigning Serie A champions in, in Serie uh, in Serie A in, in terms of chances created is is the perfect definition of their season because they it's just it's it, it it's ridiculous to to have to rely on on a penalty at the ninety eighth minute. Yeah. To win a game where you had 31 shots, more than 10 shots on target. I just, you know, it's sometimes you have to wrap your head around these things and you just can't. Oh, for sure. And again, what happened shouldn't surprise anybody. But also, well, I take that back. What should surprise us is that a major refereeing episode went our way. And that's why immediately after I, I had the feeling of, you know, forget it. Just go. Let's go out. Two middle fingers up to everybody who even wants to question that episode because I. Yeah. I <laughs> it, it's always convenient when it happens in the moment. They never. Uh, some of these pundits say they, they they never feel as if they need to revisit all of the bad luck they've had this season. I mean, Andy, I don't even know if we brought it up on here, but do people realize that Roma have felt so 
screwed over and cheated. They actually went out and hired, okay, a former <laughs> yeah, yeah. referee as, a, like, as an external to, consultant yeah. <laughs> to help uh, to help them better understand what they need to do, what they should be looking for from a VAR perspective. For those of you who missed it, I don't even know if we published a story on it, but they appointed Calvarese which is probably a very familiar name mm-hmm. because in terms of, uh, as I said, in Santiago, we seem to have automatic recognition of many of these referees. You know, Calvarese, for me, he was right next to Rocky, you know? Like, yeah, he makes the Hollywood top. Walk of Fame, yeah. Yes, yeah. I mean, he is up there. And Roma, he, so he doesn't referee anymore. Roma literally hired him um, uh, one month ago because – they wanted some assistance when it comes to VAR, and uh, he, he he made his presence felt right away because he, <laughs> as you mentioned on the last podcast, he uh, went out and got himself in a bit of trouble uh, almost immediately. When when was that match? It was, it was against, uh, it was uh, against Genoa. Genoa. Against Genoa, he stormed into the, the referee's dressing room, and um, and instead he wasn't a lot. You know, he wasn't allowed there. Only. Uh, the club, the the club official that is responsible for the relations with referees is allowed there. Vito Scala, uh, and uh, and he he wasn't supposed to be there. He wasn't supposed to have arguments there. And and Pairetto, I believe, or whoever who, who was it? I I think it was Pairetto. Wasn't it? It wasn't he. Or no, I think it, it was Pairetto. No? It was Pairetto. Pairetto is just always there. But yeah, Pairetto decided to go all Henry Hill on it, on, on Calvarese, <laughs> on his old mate, <laughs> you know, um, and uh, and he snitched. And uh, unfortunately, <laughs> in Serie A, snitches don't get stitches. So um, Pairetto is being rewarded. Calvarese is going to be, you know, I don't know. He's going to have a hearing. Tiago Pinto is going to have a hearing to explain why he was there and blah, blah, blah. So it's uh, it's crazy. It's 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 an, it's a, I think it's a it's a very strange trajectory. The one that Roma have undertaken. It's it's you know, it's this relationship between Roma and the referees very very weird i i uh that's why we were so surprised by just how well fabri uh, you know and how level i i just loved the the broadcast that i was watching where i don't know maybe in others too the the camera and the microphones were placed right beneath the curva of uh, spezia fans yeah, well that was for for those of you who could understand Italian, so, that was quite the entertainment. So when he, when he walks up to the VAR monitor, you could you can see <laughs> yeah. and you can hear these old guys just yelling at him, "Merda, merdaccia, vaffanculo, cosa fai?" You know this, you know constantly, <laughs> and it was so funny. The fact that he was able. To analyze that episode, to come back to his decision, you know, among that craziness, that's that's good refereeing, and I'm not shy to say that it, it's good refereeing, and um, it's uh, once again, I think, for all it's worth, it was a bizarre game, but if you look at Roma this season, this match fits right in. It's a game where they produce a lot, they score again, once again, not from open play, which. I, I I can assure you that somebody's keeping track of the minutes 
that have gone by since we've scored from open play. That's going to be the next big question on Mourinho's press conference if he has one before Atalanta. Um, All in all, it's a game that that matches Roma's season. It's right there. It's a game full of ups and downs, a lot of chance created, uh, yellow cards, uh, you know, refereeing episodes going your way against you and, and so on and so on. And all in all, um, it's a it, it's it's a it's a game that I actually feel lucky to have won because for me it yes. wasn't guaranteed. You know when when that when the clock was was slowly coming to an end where 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 time was running out. I really I felt like oh man you know there there it goes again. You know getting screwed once more after creating so many chances and you come out empty-handed. How? absolutely deflating before a big game well there you go you know if it, it goes it it goes that that momentum just goes from zero to 100 if you win in the way roma did and so hopefully that gives them an extra boost because uh, atalanta are one of those teams that you know again they were they were coming off a a, a pretty rough stretch but now they go up against Sampdoria. They crush them. You know, they they get their points, and uh, it feels completely different. Yeah, it, compared to if if you were going up against them, I don't know, two weeks ago, it feels different, and it will require once again Roma's one hundred percent focus. Um, you cannot have uh, any more blind spots. You can you cannot have Karsdorp just completely. Uh, killing the 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 momentum, killing the the flow of the team, he's better than that. I know you are, Rick. I, I don't know if if the dad duties are overwhelming. If 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 we'll have it, another night like you did in the in uh, in Holland that one. That, no, come Go on, he's off it. He's off it. He said it himself. Mourinho put it on uh, put him on the on the clean path. But now now's the time to show it because my man is is just completely killing every single piece of action that goes through him and it's uh i understand he's been bad this month do, do i mean yeah. do we remember him against sassuolo i mean he yeah, was it, yeah and, and, I, and i totally get that defensively he's never gonna be excellent but what we valued him for was his ability to just go at the opponent uh be an offensive force on, on that right flank and right now he's just he's just not it so roma lose a valuable player when he's when he's playing like this. Um, but all in all, to see, you know, to see Mkhitaryan, to see Zaniolo and Pellegrini and Abraham clicking uh, together once more is uh, is very encouraging ahead of, uh, you know, of a big game like the one against Atalanta. Well, yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because it, it really has seemed like forever since we've seen those three play together and playing well. Mind you, I mean, it it seems like it has happened only a handful of times this season. I, I'm. It's hard to get really an idea as to what you should expect from this Roma because there are. Just, put the scoreline aside. If you had just watched zero to ninety, and you removed goals from the highlights or lack of goals in this case. I mean, Andy, you would have thought Roma won that match four, five, six to nothing. 
I, I mean, they were dominant in every sense of the word. And you see them play that way. And then you see them, you know, come out against the team and perform like they did against Verona in that first half. I still can't get my head wrapped around this team. And you would think in March, I mean, it's the first of March by now, we would have a very clear understanding of what the holes in this team are, whether in the, from an individual or tactical standpoint. And we do have some sense of that, but I still, I, I guess, I don't know whether to be encouraged or discouraged by the fact that I still don't know what to expect from them. Like, for instance, you, you brought up Gianluca Mancini, okay? Yes, he gets a yellow card every single match. But I have never seen somebody look so composed at times and then within the same week look as if it's his first time on a Serie A pitch and he's performing like a Serie A cheap player. It's, it's, you mentioned Karsdorp. Is this just a thing of we? these are who some of these guys are? They're not top-level players. Or is it hmm. – because, again, I don't think Mourinho – because I saw some – I responded to somebody who was uh, who was trying to pin some of the blame on Mourinho in like the 90th minute before they ended up winning, saying, oh, what's his excuse is going to be this time? I'm sorry, man. Mourinho can't get the ball into the back of the net no, for no. him. No, yeah. no, if, if, uh, yeah. If there is a game where you can't really, like I understand in other occasions you can you can question the, the manager's choices, but but the one against Spezia was, was, was totally out of his hands in terms of the chances that were completely squandered by, by the players themselves. Right. I mean, all a manager can do is set his players up in a, position to score goals and prevent goals he cannot physically do any of the, those things for them so i just the fact that his name was even brought up at the weekend bothered me but i guess i'm just trying to get some sense of and i'm trying to tie this into this whole Gianluca Mancini contract renewal situation so if you didn't see it usually i do a semester report on on Roma's financials. I'll have that coming in the next couple of days, but they released their uh, half-year financial report and they really buried this. Usually they'll note it uh, within the player transactional portion of it, but they put it like scrunched within a paragraph and they wrote how Gianluca Mancini, there was a clause within his contract that renewed his deal. Uh, what was it? 2026, if I'm not mistaken. It extended it by an additional yes. 24 months. Um but I've been told that he is uh, unhappy with his wages. Now, if you look at Roma's wage bill, he's paid far less than somebody like Chris Smalling. I think he earns two or two and a half million net. I, I don't have it exactly, but I, I've been told he's unhappy. Cristante isn't happy with his uh, contractual situation either. Veritu, same thing. My feeling on all of this sort of renewal stuff is as a as opposed to the previous regime under Palotta who would give a renewal out to anybody who asked for it and I think that had a lot of I, I think that really spoke to like the personality a bit of that Roma very insecure so insecure about losing somebody that you're going to hand Federico Fazio you know, three and a half million euros net. You're going to give Juan Jesus like Sabatini. Okay. You're going to give him absurd contracts. 
this regime does not do that. Tiago Pinto does not do that. I've again, I'm close with a couple of agents of the players uh, of a couple of players at Roma. I'm just telling you, this is different than Petraki. This is different than Sabatini. This is different than Palotta. And I think it's a good thing. And I, I, I think people are sort of like with Zaniolo. They want to know why it's taking forever. Well, in most clubs, it does take forever. Compare like the way or the number of uh, contract renewal announcements Roma have made compared to like Juve. It, it, it seems like night and day, if I'm being quite honest. But... For me, when we're talking about guys like Gianluca Mancini, I don't necessarily know if we should add Cristante into that because I think almost everybody unilaterally agrees on Cristante. We can throw Vatitu in there as well. I'm not going to give guys new deals with important wages because he's at, he is asking to be paid close to smalling. Um, and then we can add on top of that that his agent... Um, is also the uh, also uh, Peperiso. He also represents uh, uh, Fratesi, who is another guy that they want. But we can talk about that another day. For me, you you can't hand guys like that an important wage and an important contract unless you are one thousand percent certain that they are a foundation building block for the project that you are building, and have what it takes to take on an important role both on and off the pitch for the team. And it's guys like Gianluca Maccini, who I think sort of perfectly encapsulate this internal like division, I feel, with quite a few players at Roma, Veritu as well. Can they be counted on moving forward? Are they as good or and can they grow to a, to a next level, to a higher level? And I think with some of these individualities that we're taking this in regards to the team, it, it is sort of reflection on of a bigger picture of the team itself. We, we just don't know what to expect week in and week out. And I mm-hmm. think, again, when you boil it down, that is because there's a number of individuals who we just don't have a great mm-hmm. sense of. So speaking to some, let's just take Mancini, for instance, because he's the one that is in the center of it right now. I mean, how do you view a guy like that? How do you view a guy like Veritu? Because you have to make a decision one way or the other, because if you don't view them that way, you are absolutely forced to sell them this summer. There's no, you have no other choice. How do you view a guy like that? Because I'm so torn on him. I'm torn on Veritu. Yeah. And I don't know why. I, I I was hoping to have more clarity at this point, and I still feel like I am just as uncertain as I was in September. Yeah, well, it's uh, but these are again, these are good questions to 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 have and to address. And I I I also like the fact that Roma are taking their time with with these matters. Um, I I do, I do believe that for the majority uh, of these players, it's a case of good players, but but um. They good players in a system that just is not able to uh, to allow everyone to to thrive at the same time. They're just not clicking together. They they just don't don't you know they don't have the same the same kind of rhythm. They don't know how to read each other most of the time. And uh, and so when you have somebody like Vertu, who you saw in his first two seasons was very good. Um, 
have such poor, poor form and uh, somebody like Karsdorp again have this major drop off in his output and uh, I think Mancini is the classic example of a player who I don't think can elevate those around him uh, certainly recognized more primarily as a leader uh, for for his attitude for his just personal way of, of being um, so I think that the idea is to to keep somebody like Mancini but to have others around him that can eleva- elevate him his performance because Roma recognized that they need somebody a personality like Mancini is out there on the pitch they just also have to find the right pieces that will will help him get better because he's not the guy that that makes everybody around him better and i think that's the case for a number of other players um where it's it's again you look at a game like that from kistant and you have to wonder is there a really good player somewhere there you know somewhere down there you know buried deep within this 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 guy that that has you know shifted into you know uh, so many positions that you can't really tell anymore where he belongs and and in a game like Spezia he goes from again playing in the midfield to playing as a, a center back so it's that's that's all you need to know it's i think that's the case for Roma it's a case of figuring out um who fits uh, who can make others better, and uh, who, who you know who fits on on what purpose? Because somebody like Mancini, maybe you know, maybe his performances can be can have many ups and many downs. But from from a personality standpoint, you just need him. You need him because you need somebody out there who's aggressive, who who won't let up, who um, who will you know, give problems to, to the opponent by, by just, by just being a bully. Um, most of the teams need that guy, but in the case of Mancini, he's, he's not a superstar. Will probably never be. Um, he needs others around him to be on the same page. And so far Roma just aren't that team. They aren't that team. They have too many players that are, are on, on different wavelengths and, 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 and that kind of reflects uh, upon the way they play. They go out there and they create so many chances and go from looking really solid in the defense to really fragile. Uh, you know, it's 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 not a consistent team because these guys just don't feel um, they don't they don't have the necessary reassurances that allow them to be consistent. They they a guy like Karsdorp probably feels overwhelmed by the defensive duties that he has and doesn't know whether he shares them with anybody, whether he can go forward. What, what's the, what's the deal? I, I think that he's, he's somebody who really, you need to tell him, just go, just run, you know, do your thing. Like Spinazzola at his best, he was at his best because you could just tell him, you know what, go. Uh, others will take care of, of, of your defensive duties. Just be the offensive weapon that we need. Um, and and that's the case for a lot of guys. A lot of guys like Vertu, for example, perfect example example of a dude who is being asked way too many things and cannot seem to do anything right at the moment. He's just all over the place because he doesn't really know. Um, does it doesn't is not able to to be consistent in his performances, and that will be an issue that that will haunt Roma until the end of this season, at least um, when they will. You know, take everything into consideration 
and evaluate the the future of these players. I mean, for Christ's sake, you know, I understand there is a lot of frustration for for Zaniolo and his contractual situation, but you have a team that highly value somebody like Paolo Dybala, the man they gave Alessandro Del Piero's number to. They're they're engaged in contract contract renewal negotiations for two years, and and I'm not saying that's the right thing to do, but there is you know there has been this unnecessary just pressure on the club for many many years to just keep renewing these guys keep them keep them keep them well if the team doesn't work you have to look and evaluate what doesn't work and usually it's it's several things at once represented by the players that go out there on the pitch and and reflect whatever is wrong with the team so with this team, once again, it's it's not everything is wrong. This team has a lot of good things to bring to the table, but at the same time, a lot a lot of these guys are inc- incompatible with each other. Um, so I, I just think it's natural to have these moments of 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 where Roma just take their time, don't rush into anything, see how the season ends, uh, and and only then uh, you know, make your reassurances, go over, you know, contracts, negotiate with agents, whatever, whatever makes you feel good, but, um, don't rush into anything because rushing into things has been Roma's, you know, one of the main reasons for Roma's so-called downfall over the last yeah. few years. Petraki, Just man, that Fazio renewal by Petraki was a real gem. out of the blue. That was something out of nothing. the blue. Nobody understood why it was necessary. Uh, similar to to Jekyll. when Jekyll was renewed, it was because Inter were interested in him, and Roma just felt compelled to uh, give the same guy who was in talks with Chelsea six months before that uh, a new contract. Because what else can you do, right? I mean, oh my God, you know, are we going to lose him to the competition? Um, that's that's no way of solving problems, and I think that Roma are finally starting to understand that. You know, to build a future, you must really build it. You cannot just, you know, fix it and throw a Band-Aid and say, oh, you know, here it is. This is it. This is the new shelf. No, you have to build it. You have to build the shelf. You have to be there. You have to uh, place it on the wall and, and, and see that it sticks. And and obviously, there are going to be tough moments. Um and obviously, there are going to be a lot of rumors going around, especially when you have somebody as exciting as Zaniolo. Everybody wants him. Uh, he's a player that really adds something special to your team. Losing him would be terrible. But I don't think that in this team, there are many untouchable players. There's just they're, 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 This is a team that is that is that has underachieved, a team that has been plagued by, by, by a lot of mediocrity over the years. And and it's time that Roma dress it in a in a reasonable manner. Yeah, for sure. I've been calling for this for years. It's, it was one of my main and primary criticisms of Sabatini, who, you know, if you have somebody moaning and whinging for a renewal, then you politely tell them, okay, fine. If you think you can get that number on the open market with a fair transfer offer, okay, go ahead. But you know, seven and a half net to Jekyll. Uh, I mean, we can go down the list. Fazio, four to Javier Pastore. We can go on and on and on. 
Roma, again, I, I think a lot of it is just insecurity, lack of self-esteem. And they feel the need to prove themselves at times by just throwing money uh, ignorantly at the problem sometimes. And that never solves anything. So I, I'm not worried about Zaniolo. These things take time. This shouldn't surprise anybody. So we'll leave it there. We'll be back later in the week. And um, we will chat. I don't know. who who's We've got Atalanta coming up. That's either feast or famine sort of match. So I don't know. The good thing is Luis Muriel has fallen off of a cliff. And we know he scores mm-hmm. against Roma for fun. Yes. Um does a lot of other things for fun as well, but he <laughs> he he, uh, he has calmed down. No Zapata, who always seems to uh, the bangs ball uh, juice seems yeah. to come on especially strong uh, yep. for Zapata when he faces Roma. No Toloi, no, no, uh, no possibly Toloi. no Malinovsky. So yeah, this is uh, and it's, it's at a, home. It's it's a good game. At a crucial moment, this is you know this is a very very important game. I okay, so I, that's the perfect cliffhanger because for two weeks now you have refused to discuss if this team loses, Roma win, they gain more points in the top four. So I'll give you a couple of days to chew oh, on that on. then because <laughs> they, they, hey, come on, uh, these are the direct head to heads that everybody loves to speak of. It's a, it is oh, a big hand. You can't downplay that. Okay, I mean, We're this, not, is, <laughs> the, it, this it, is the it perfect is. setup for just mass depression after uh, a very underwhelming loss. <laughs> mm, okay, well, that's a great positive spin on it as we <laughs> end here. Okay, everyone, chat with you in a few days. Until then, ciao, ciao.